0: Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is the second, I never remember what the title is, live magazine, live stream, old story magazine time adventures. This is a little experiment we've been doing, an expansion of the press archive on Shu. Oh, I should say, hi, my name is Mike. Sometimes, Vegito EX, always Mike. And what you're listening to here now is a bonus episode of, let's say, our podcast. It's kind of its own side thing, but it ties into the podcast in a way. So if this is your first time listening to the show, this is absolutely nothing like what we normally do uh much less structure though a little bit of structure here sharing old magazine articles about dragon ball getting that audience perspective uh, giving you some of our thoughts as well so tune into the regular podcast consenshu.com find it itunes wherever else you listen to shows and in the meantime of course go visit the website www.kanzenshu.com that is kanzenshu we'll be back at you soon with a regular podcast but in the meantime Enjoy this archive and talk to you soon. So, this is our second live stream storytime adventures. I never get the order right of how I've named. You whatever actually name this? Named is. It? Uh, sorta. Okay. Not really. I'll have to go back and look at the ID three tag and just tech on number two, as opposed to a number one uh, for this one. Yeah, I will share this in the podcast feed, uh, whether it's this week or next week. I'd like to record an actual podcast episodes. We haven't done that in uh, almost two months, something oh, like that. Oh,
1: God, no. Yep.
0: Yeah, so anyway, hi, my name is Mike. I am Vigito Ex. if you don't know, but I'm assuming if you're tuning in uh, at this point, you're uh, you know, a, a faithful member of the audience in the community. I am one of the four folks that runs Zenshu, the Dragon Ball website. Uh, and to my left... Your uh, actual what, left. My actual left.
1: Uh, this is Mary. Yes, uh, I'm not part of Kanzen 2. Part of the extended not. family. The
0: extended family, yes. I ran a Temple of Trunks back in the day. You did, and uh, I know this is something we said toward the end of last episode. I want to say it uh, toward the beginning of, I say episode, it's not really an episode here. Uh, character Shrines and your site in particular back in uh, back in the other day, oh, gosh. starting in 98 and probably upwards into 2001-ish, um, Temple of Trunks did significantly more traffic than Daisenshu EX, and that was the the height of Dragon Ball web traffic, Uh, you probably did more traffic back then than we likely do today. That's I don't know about that. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't know what you get for traffic nowadays. Well, we also didn't have Google Analytics back then. So
1: true. We had had hit counters. We did have hit counters. They were notoriously inaccurate. I will say Temple of Trunks did wonders for my ability to think about how to use a website to get people coming back, and now that's my Real life job, content, marketing, marketing,
0: outside the box, innovation, shift the paradigms, paradigm, lots of paradigms, pivot. Uh, So what we're going to be doing is we are going to be sharing old magazine articles. It's the second time we're doing this on a live stream, and this is an extension of not the all encompassing Dragon Ball although it is that, uh, the press archive on our website, which is a relatively recent edition. Uh, it's something I started up and I shared this last time, but for those of you who are maybe tuning in for the first time or don't know what the press archive is, I describe it as a compliment to the translations section on our website. The translations section, uh, is what, um, Jake and Julian have worked on extensively for many, 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 many years. Many, many, many years at this point.
1: You're basically playing catch-up, but the English version of that kind of archival documentation. And I must say, so we only did the live stream for the first time, what, two weekends ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. So (laughs) since then, the fact that you've managed to acquire so much more, like boggles my mind yeah there was really impressive
0: well there's a lot of very particular stuff i was looking for and uh, i will be thankful i don't know how many people want specific names shared that kind of thing we received uh, a couple donations one extremely significant that was specifically said to be allocated toward this and that allowed me to pick up a particular lot of magazines that was hanging out there that um is, is really special one of those from the lot i'm going to be sharing here on this stream a couple others that are international And when I say that, I mean, not Japan, not America. Those will come at a later time as well. So very much, very, very, very thank you for that. That made a lot of magic happen. (laughs) Very thank you. Very thank you. (laughs) So the Press Archive is a collection of interviews, articles, editorials, reviews from media, the actual anime press, uh, if you will, and beyond. There's going to be newspaper articles, uh, actual press beyond just uh, this kind of stuff as well in the future. Um, So not Dragon Ball fans writing about Dragon Ball. These would be... Uh, magazines like An America, like Protoculture Addicts, like video game magazines such as GamePro, Electronic Gaming Monthly. And what I'm going to be sharing with you uh, this week is uh, some of that stuff, but also beyond just that kind of expected anime media. The first magazine we're going to share an article from is actually something called Inside Kung Fu, and it was in promotion of Dragon Ball Evolution. And you may say, what the hell are you doing, My You're sharing Dragon Ball Evolution stuff here. Yeah, I mean, Evolution was I don't want to say a milestone in Dragon Ball's lifespan. But it was a turning point in a variety of ways. Uh, At the time, it was kind of in production hell for for such a long period of time. Then it it did come out. It happened and it was quickly forgotten. But at the same time, we learned later how Toriyama saw uh, the lack of respect and the lack of um, really paying attention to what his input was and what he thought about the franchise, what he thought the franchise should be. They really reinvigorated him uh, and convinced him to get more involved again in the franchise. And that's how he really... Billy came in with uh, Battle of Gods at Kazuhiko Torishima's insistence. But uh, so (laughs) that's why I say, yes, Dragon Ball Evolution, that is uh, an important thing to remember. Never forget... Dragon Ball Evolution. Movie never forget, poster, never forgive. Hanging out in the other room. <laughs> I just wrote something on Reddit about Dragon Ball Evolution. If you want to dig it up, it's I. I think it's completely passable, forgettable. Who the fuck cares about Dragon Ball Evolution? But I do <laughs> for these purposes. Uh, so the first article we're going to share in the format of this is we're going to take a quick look at some of these articles. If they're short, we're going to read the entirety of them. If they're not, we're going to pick out the most important parts. Uh, just kind of chew on them a little bit, see what we think about these articles. What you folks think about these articles and and we'll just move on to the next thing. We're going to jump around in time a little bit. Obviously, if we're starting with evolution, this is 2008, 2009. This is actually the June 2009 issue of Inside Kung Fu. We just got to
1: show that cover again.
0: Yeah, this is the actual magazine. So we've got chat like here on dragon balls the look covering. at them uh if i go back over to my outline i can actually see what page i want to be on here this is page 39 all right that's helpful to me we are going to start actually at the end oh comes with it says a, a poster but it's actually just two pages inside the magazine and if you want to rip them out i suppose you can so we know, again, we know all about Dragon Ball Evolution, what it was, what its story was. The reason that uh, I picked up this magazine and I was hoping it would cover is the, the the context for it. How did they create this movie from a physical perspective? If this is a Kung Fu magazine, I was hoping they would talk about what the training regimen was. What were these actors doing to get in shape? And they did talk about that.
1: I am I am kind of curious to know why this is featured in a magazine like this. So I guess you just kind of alluded to that. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm just actually going to skip ahead to the, the very last portion of the article. Again, the rest is what is Dragon Ball? How did it come to be? So action, Dragon Ball Evolution style. This is where if you have a drink, this is the appropriate time. Oh, yeah. Out. Are we doing a drinking oh, game? Anything? What are we drinking? What What's the theme? Oh, uh, This is just straight up Jack Daniels again. this <laughs> No, I mean. Nothing exciting. <laughs> I mean, what? if we're
1: turning it into a drinking game, are we drinking every no, time no, there, something? There,
0: no, there is no game because you will die if we turn it into a game like every time I say um every time you sniffle something like that yeah you will you'll be dead within about two minutes gather around children creepy uncle Mike has a story for you
1: (laughs) action (laughs) and my is like taking the place of your head right now
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's fine. All I see is it's like oh, a baby. pair of boobs. Well, I have out. to hold it up so I can see it <laughs> because the light isn't great in here. You, know, sue me. you have boobs on your face. Well, just another Saturday for Mike. Action, <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution style. How do we make action sequences look and feel different from what the audiences have experienced before? That was the first question Wong posed to his team when he began thinking about the action fans would expect from a film based on Dragon Ball. This is like three sentences and, or lines and it jumps down below a giant other screenshot. So you have to go all over the page. The answers coming from the acclaimed stunt team 8711, as well as from director of photography Robert McLaughlin and visual effects supervisor Ariel Valesco Shaw certainly pleased Wong and promised to delight not only fans of the property, but action movie enthusiasts as well.
1: Are are we delighted?
0: I'm delighted. Eight years
1: later, are we... Uh. Are we delighted I yet? Know.
0: We're going to have to do a decade retrospective at some point, just so you know. Someone
1: in the chat just said uh, our review of Dragon
0: Ball Evolution was one of the best podcast episodes we ever did. And I concur. I enjoyed that. We had a ton of people and we just had a great time. Back to the article. Visual effects supervisor Valesco Shaw employed what one calls fist cams from the noted company iconics that are so small they could be attached to an actor's fist allowing a character's punch to come right into the audience. It's a kind of fist point of view, Wong elaborates. More low-tech, but equally important to amping up the action, were the training and stunts overseen by 8711 and stunt coordinators, let's see if I can do some names here, Jonathan Eswebio, Julian Buccio Montemayor, and Jared Edo. Their first order of business was to get the cast in shape, followed by having them undergo an intensive program of action choreography And finally, making the actors comfortable with the considerable wire work and acrobatics they'd be required to perform. It was an incredibly rigorous program. When the actors weren't working, they were training, says Essobio. Look, I don't know, I just read the names. The young cast members underwent individually designed training regimens. No two characters have identical fighting styles, as well as special diets to maintain their strength and stamina during production. In Dragon Ball lore, Goku is the greatest warrior on the planet. And Justin Chatwin took the responsibility of capturing the character's skills very seriously. There's a random comma in that sentence. I do not understand. I skipped right over it. Before the start of Principal Photography, he underwent six weeks of nutritional guidance in stunt and martial arts training with 8711 continuing the demanding regimen during the shoot. It all got my adrenaline going, says the actor, who also notes he gave up sugar, wheat, and pasta during oh, his God. stint on the film. Kill me now. What's, what's left? <laughs> <laughs> Chatwin spent a minimum of five hours training each day studying karate, kung fu, and a Brazilian form known as capoeira, which ritualizes <sighs> movement from martial arts, games, and dance. For the more extreme acrobatic maneuvers, Jackson Speedel stood in for the actor, maybe Spidal. Spidal's signature move? flipping up in the air, then spinning halfway and, on his way down, striking an opponent. Chow Yun-Fat, as Roshi, was given softer martial styles, like Tai Chi, benefiting the character's age and experience. Jamie Chung, as... Young and ever-enthusiastic martial artist Chi-Chi was given hard fighting styles, including kickboxing, karate, and Thai boxing. Chung especially delighted in a pivotal fight scene that has Chi-Chi fighting Chi-Chi. Mai, a shapeshifter, morphed into Chi-Chi to steal a Dragon Ball. I had to play both sides of the fight and learn choreography for both Chi-Chi and Mai, the latter a kung fu practitioner, Chung recalls. Visual effects, including motion control and split composites, enhanced the battle complex the complex battle sorry so i actually want to talk about these fist cams i do not remember anything like that in the film that doesn't mean it wasn't there and it didn't make the final cut or something like that but in terms of i mean the way i describe evolution is that it's completely forgettable the only thing i remember from it is dragon a way of fulfill the test of seven random speech toward the end of the film it's like what no one talked about this test so fist cams i no recollection of you have anything to like that. re-watch
1: I, I, it with that in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go back and, and check that out. Um, pay attention to the chat, I guess, and see if anyone can remember something like that. Uh, while you're looking at the chat, though, Mary, mm-hmm. just um, since evolution, uh, I guess we'll <laughs> turn it over. You are uh, a group fitness instructor, um, body pump, and body combat. These incorporate very different styles. Um, some of the leg tracks incorporate a lot of capoeira. capoeira. Now we do a lot of Brazilian
1: jujitsu. So I mean, it's you want to go back to the film, and maybe check out I some do, of that stuff now. because now I understand like the basis of like why these are all different from one another. Yeah. Now yeah. that I have to teach it, granted, not not
0: the actual right, right, thing, but, like
1: modified for general punching audiences. each other,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's funny sorry fist camp sounds like a horrible uh porn camera yeah i didn't want to say anything you know i <laughs> hey, snickered you know, gotta, in my head we, we knew they just had to take it and run with it because yeah. it writes itself
0: right it really does exactly um so, i
1: don't know i don't remember much about the movie i saw it once in theaters once again when we bought the video and i think once when it was randomly on tv right uh so i don't remember i guess we'll, well be
0: due for a rewatch in two years
1: i think what i'd <laughs> what i found most fascinating about the article was the fact that he and by he i mean justin chatwin mm-hmm. learned the martial arts in six weeks
0: yeah five, five hours a day is a lot that is a lot so i mean good on him for for doing something a like lot. that a lot put that down on the floor we we have to show this epic cover Right, so... Uh, this next one. Unless there's any other questions, I mean, I think that's just kind of a, a fun article. And sorry, hey. when I turn away from the microphone, you can't really hear me. It's just how this microphone sits. So the next article I want to share from, um, we shared something from Animeco last time here on our live stream. This is the official magazine of the Japanese Animation Society of Hawaii. Uh, this is the spring 1996 issue number two. It's issue number two of their magazine. And the reason why I wanted to pick this up is... Uh, I kind of went backwards in my Animeco collection. Uh, I saw a later issue that had uh, a brief mention on Dragon Ball, which referenced a previous issue which in turn referenced a more previous issue. So that's uh, one of those ways that I'm able to track back. Uh, something I talked about last time is these hmm. magazines at the time were generally pretty good about saying, hey, uh, blah, 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 if you like this, check our previous coverage of the issue. So that's how I was able to go back and get this. So Anime Co number 2 from Hawaii. This is their cover. Right? That is their mascot firing a Kamehameha. It looks like a special effect, the way that the
1: glare is hitting the yeah, it's kind Kamehameha. Of
0: a, a basic Photoshop lens flare, kind of just all lens yellowish flare. kind of thing. So th- this is a, a great magazine. I love this kind of coverage of Dragon Ball. And Mary,
1: I pointed this you po- out today, yeah. thinking that you bought this magazine for, for this
0: reason. No, and I just happened to open it by chance. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's there's great Dragon Ball coverage in here. But here's an article: the care and handling of animation cells. Let me hold that up for you. Uh, this name
1: is going to be the, a blast from the past yeah, if, if you've been around.
0: Yeah, if anyone who's even remotely as old as we are, or perhaps has dug around on um, kind of old sites and old files. Author of this article, a one, Mr. Curtis Hoffman. Yeah, the exact same Curtis Hoffman, uh, who's responsible for the Akira's Toriyama Super Database as it was incorporated into Toriyama.org, was doing uh, manga volume summaries and weekly Dragon Ball GT synopses when this was all contemporary. So Curtis did an article here in uh, Anime Co. Magazine so that's a uh, pretty spectacular talking about cells and storage and the best way to care for them and buy them, that kind of stuff. But uh, we're going to jump ahead to the actual Dragon Ball article in this magazine. So again, this is how I want to preface this. This is spring 1996. In spring 1996, Funimation-
1: Some listeners weren't even born yet.
0: Let's not get into that again. Mm-hmm. this time here. Spring 96, Funimation was a company for less than two years-ish. At this point, they had produced and aired 13 episodes of the original Dragon Ball TV series and the first movie they put out is Curse of the Blood Rubies. They had originally planned to go beyond that to do about 26 episodes of it. After those 13 and just the the way it shaped, shaped up, shook out, combining my phrases here, uh, they decided to go straight into Dragon Ball Z in fall 1996. So at this point, there was no... English-dubbed Dragon Ball Z in America. I'm sorry I'm going like this. That's reminding me of something very, very bad right there. (laughs) We're going to build our own dub and Funimation's got to pay for it. Yeah. Make them pay for it. Anyway, I'm only one sip in. This is just going to get worse as we go in here. So, (laughs) spring 1996, there was no English dub of adult Goku to really speak of at this point. Uh, Never mind Sean Schemmel's impression. Well, at that point it was an impression. (laughs) Take on the character leaving an impression on anyone. Uh, No Calamus, no Corlette to leave an impression on anyone. There was only Saffron Henderson as child Goku. And that's why I think it's so important to look at the analysis in these magazines, because all they had to go on was the original Japanese version of the show. Um, And the manga, of course. So this article was written by Eddie A.S. Mack, or perhaps Mack here. It starts out with just a little introduction, what is Dragon Ball, and tons of character biographies. I mean, we have everyone, Goku... Uh, coming in Vegeta, Gohan, Trunks, Piccolo. I mean, it's everyone. And there's it's a an, cute little layout too. It is. A, it is a cute little layout. It's you know little images. Everyone. It's very clean. I mean, it's not the best thing in the world. Uh, and then a long, long synopsis of the entire series. Really. Uh, beginning to end starts with the the very beginning Goku's childhood and goes all the way to Z. So I'm going to read two portions from this. I'm going to read actually I'll start at the end and then I want to go backwards and then we're going to compare this. Uh, this is my favorite part of things comparing it to other coverage from a different magazine. It's actually already up on the press archive. That's okay. why I have that issue over there. Mm. So let me read uh, the end of the article here. It's like a good five or six pages. Some of you may have noticed there's a Dragon Ball series and a Dragon Ball Z series. Basically, Dragon Ball covers blah, 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 blah. We all get to this information when you get down to it the television animated series more or less follows the story of the manga i have heard however however whoever however however that the television series will still continue beyond the manga storyline though this is still an unconfirmed rumor confirmation anyone Hmm. the oavs are a bunch of side stories separate but related i believe that there are some already that are beyond the finished manga storyline so in spring 1996 yeah GT is we we were in GT territory at this point. Uh I mean depending on when the article was written and what their lead time was for getting things printed, uh they may not have known at that point. They may have still been getting these bite-sized bits of information. There weren't any great um Dragon Ball websites at that point, so they would have been relying on uh, uh Arts. Well, you said
1: that this was A Mm Hawaii-based fanzine, so they may have had TV stations piping in stuff they did
0: overseas. And I I wish I knew off the top of my head, but I do not remember the time that Nippon Golden Network, which was yeah, that's what I'm thinking
1: of. That was yeah, yeah, channel
0: based out of Hawaii. They broadcast their own official. It was licensed subtitled versions of uh, Dragon Ball. I believe they did the entirety of Dragon Ball and got 100 episodes into Dragon Ball Z. And this would have been around the point that Funimation acquired the license, so they had to shut down. What they were doing at. I would love to know the story behind the uh, NGN licensing agreements. For you can just broadcast your own subtitle version of the show. That was crazy. I wonder if the no. any good. So, so I love that. Just that little. Apparently, the, the show is going to continue. We don't know. It Someone, seems so quaint now. Tell. I know, it's right? A little, duh. When we everything's leaked. You we know, thought a you. you New GT. So where I want to go here and uh, I did actually share this on Twitter already so sorry if I'm spoiling it but then I'm going to turn it over to um some comparative literature here look at this so this is the bio for son goku arguably the greatest fighter in all of the dragon ball universe he is modeled somewhat after the old chinese demigod who is a monkey deity skilled in the martial arts goku's strength battle prowess skills and powers have no equal among his peers moreover he has the soul of an innocent pure and free from evil i guess killing isn't really a sin in the dragon ball realm (laughs) He lives to fight, but not for pleasure, glory, or fame. He also doesn't fight to save the world, though that's usually what he ends up doing. He fights so that he can perfect himself by pushing himself to the limit and beyond. On the other hand, he's very much a country bumpkin who wouldn't know what a car is even if it ran it over, as it almost does (laughs) at the beginning of the story. As the saga progresses, we discover why Goku is so inhumanly powerful, why he has a tail, and why his past is such a mystery. Yes, the reason why I wanted to read this is, because they correctly use the word saga. Oh! All of Dragon Ball is a saga.
1: I did not pick up on that.
0: No, no, that's not the reason why I chose it. Although I do love that part. <laughs> the part I love here, and again, think about it. spring 1996. There is no real English language version of Dragon Ball Z dubbed, leaving an impression on anyone of, of who Goku is. All they have to go on is the original Japanese version of the series. He lives to fight, but not for pleasure, glory, or fame. He also doesn't fight to save the world, though that's what he usually ends up doing. He fights so that he can perfect himself by pushing himself to the limit and beyond. I mean, that is absolutely... Fair. Goku, to Yes. To me, there's a lot of discussion to be had that is being had right now uh, about Goku. A lot of fans of the dub coming into the Japanese version of the show. Uh, a lot of very important discussions that are being had about what Dragon Ball Super may be doing with Goku's character. Well, here's a great... Different writers
1: here's a great line from the
0: chat um, press
1: articles capturing Goku's character better than Funimation for years and years yeah and where
0: I want to go with that is uh, and I think that's what's really important is you have this external this is probably a fan of Dragon Ball it's not a real anime magazine like an America was where that was you know a, a real commercial product yes Animeco was sold but you know it was the it was the side project of an animation society an anime club in Hawaii um, where I want to go here and this is something that is again already up on the press archive of the site this is the november 1996 issue of An america one of the uh, big features on dragon ball uh, volume 4 number 11 and what i want to read here is again this is something that i've shared time and time again i think someone actually already put it in their signature (laughs) somewhere (laughs) on the forum so this is in the introduction by james teal so again this at this point um, number four, what did I say the date was on this again? This is November, 1996. So again, with press lead time, uh, the dub would have started. They probably would have written it a month or so in advance. Uh, and even if they had watched a couple episodes, it would have been the ratted stuff. There was no adult English Goku impression to be had at this point. So James writes... Superman is and has always been a symbol for truth, justice, and upstanding moral fortitude. A role model and leader is much of a fighter. The more down to earth Goku has no illusions about being responsible for maintaining social order or for setting some kind of moral example for the entire world. Goku is simply a martial artist who's devoted his life toward perfecting his fighting skills and other abilities. Though never shy about risking his life to save either one person or the entire world, he just doesn't believe that the balance of the world rests in any way on his shoulders, and he has has no need to shape any part of it in his image. Goku is an idealist and believes there is some good in everyone, but he is unconcerned with the big picture of the world, unless it has to do with some kind of fight. Politics, society, law, and order doesn't have much bearing on his life, but he's a man who does know right from wrong. Again, this is, does it. this is 1996. There is only one version of the series. I mean, unless you live in Spain, in France, in Italy. And these dozens of other places in the world that got their own translated version of the show. But if you're going to look at the source material in 1996, here you have two completely independent writers essentially coming to the same conclusion, agreeing Mm -hmm. on who Goku is. I love that. I I love that stuff. And yes, it's one of those, here we are in 2017, oh, these articles from 20-ish years ago completely validate everything I have to say and have been trying to say for years and years and years, like, oh. Oh, here's my written proof. Isn't it so great that I'm right? Yeah, you know, I I enjoy. I'm I'm going to relish in that a little bit. Like I'm not going to deny that I don't get some delight in that. But at the same time, m- far more above that, I think it's so important to share what was written back then. They got it. Mm-hmm. You know? They 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 understood. Dragon Ball and Goku back then. So while I dig up um, the next article or so, uh, Mary, maybe I'll let you read a couple here as well, because uh, we got some good stuff here. Um, let me know if anyone in the chat has any comments uh, further well, on people that. People
1: just uh, loving the uh, comparisons and, you know, finding it interesting that even back then, you know, the Goku and Superman connections yeah. were... Already being made.
0: We would have gotten the Bardock special, which was 91, I think it was. And we shared a previous article where that was the from a, a rich and powerful family. Oh, that was
1: hilarious. They got that
0: wrong. But they also wrote that in 91. So, like, I'll give them a little bit okay. of slack there. Um, all right. So why don't we move on then? Um, something we we talked about and showed off last time was uh, this magazine called Mongazine put out by Antarctic Press. Uh, We have a a big article on Dragon Ball. It's actually already up on on the press archive. What that issue allowed me to do, though, was, like I said with uh, some of these other ones, they reference previous things they've written that allowed me to dive back a little further and find more articles that they had written about Dragon Ball. These are actually news articles. I have two, two issues in a row we're going to do. Let's work backwards, because I like that other one better than this one. So we'll start with, uh, this is the May 1995 issue of magazine mary i'll give this one to you this is a news article uh up here on the left one that says dragon god all right you up for reading the story yeah am i reading the whole thing yeah, I mean, it's just a new story. It's not that long, so go for it. Okay. Dragon God May
1: Rest at Last. What began as another manga parody of the Chinese tale journey to the West, and developed into almost an industry in itself, is at long last winding up. Yes, after 11 years of its weekly run in Shonen Jump, Akira Toriyama's phenomenal Dragon Ball comic has come to an end. As of issue 25, the wars are over, Everyone settle down, and there'll be no more questing for the Dragon Balls to get wishes from the Dragon God. There was initial doubt on some readers' part. <laughs> promised a few times before that he would end the series. Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> I'll that's turn why, this that's why, around. That's why I had to stumble over that sentence. I'm like, did I read that right? He yep. promised a few times before he would end the series, only to start up a new storyline. This time, however, it appears he means it. There was a brief epilogue showing the situation of the characters 10 years after the actual final chapter, but that's it. Of course, the TV series and collected volumes will still run for a while, and the merchandising won't be stopping anytime soon either. Hmm maybe it isn't really over after all.
0: And no. article. So what I love about that, here we have an American as mainstream as you're going to get in 95 for anime coverage talking about the contemporary end of the Dragon Ball manga. I think that's awesome. It's not just, oh, you know, Funimation's dub has come to a close. This was, hey, in Japan, this Amazing phenomenon just came to an end, and we there's a new story about it. That's awesome. You don't find that stuff anywhere else. I love it. So, oh, thank you for opening this. Mm-hmm. So, we're gonna jump uh back in issue. This is issue 38, March 1995. You were noting how there's cutie honey everywhere on all these, issues I know all these
1: magazines like that you just had years. coming in. Like, and I, I don't know anyone that has ever really talked about
0: cutie have honey. Have we seen cutie we honey? We have not, I, like, yeah. I, I think we so did bad. at some point. Nope. Nope. I don't, I don't Issue 38 March 1995. Remember we were talking about what what is history at this point? Dragon Ball license shifts to Funimation.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
0: So I learned some new stuff from this article. Uh there's some some names in here that it's like wait, I I've I've heard of that. I didn't know they were originally. And this is the kind of thing where it's like, do we trust this particular journalism of 1995? Who knows who's writing what that they thought they heard from someone. We see a lot of this in these articles, like unconfirmed. We don't know, which means they read it on a BBS somewhere. And who knows how true things were. I'm not going to read the entirety of this because I think we know the story at this point, how Funimation became a company in 1994 uh, through an uncle who worked at Toei. Nepotism here. Here, Funimation acquired the Dragon Ball license, courtesy of Gen Fukunaga's uncle. Um, started dubbing the series in 1995. Again, as we talked earlier, moved on to Z in 1996. Uh, that was in syndication. Brought the Cartoon Network in 1998. Brought everything in-house that year. Did Dragon Ball movie two, Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle, uh, and then 1999. Season three began, and it took off even further from here. But we're dipping back here to 1995. At last report. The U.S. license for Dragon Ball was held by Nippon Shupan Hanbai, Japan Publishing and Sales, the corporation that is perhaps better known to anime fans for its book-selling division, Books Nippon, and its anime distribution division, U.S. Renditions, a name I've heard of but never associated with Dragon Ball in any way. That has since changed. The license is now in the hands of Funimation Productions Incorporated, a company based in Fort Worth, Texas, which plans to have the show on air as a weekly series syndicated through Seagull Entertainment by this fall like i'm still learning something new about dragon ball's history and i've essentially been here the entire time <laughs> mary you've one more year than myself i do have been here the entire time since 1995 and you know there's still an opportunity to learn something new about i love it your own Always history. be learning yeah always absolutely. be
1: spending money on ebay to dig out old source materials and read about this crazy stuff
0: what I love here is, uh, you know, I feel like this is just lost to history. A few early Dragon Ball episodes and the combination of two episode compiler movies were mm-hmm. dubbed by Harmony Gold and shown in certain areas of the country a few years ago, but nothing else ever came of that project. The series has already proven to be a top-rated children's animated series. Blah 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 blah. blah. It's kind of all I want to read from um, this article here, except for a little tidbit at the end there. But again, I love that I still get a chance to learn something new and then and, share it with you guys, and that's rare for me. <laughs> to learn something new about the American side of Dragon Ball. Again, pretty much been here the entire time. So like it actually warms my heart that I can learn something new. I want to jump to the end here because I remember a reference to something like this in an An America article, probably around 95 or very early 1996, And uh, maybe, uh, I want to say one of the game fan articles, something like that. The master merchandise license for the show has gone, of course, to Bondi America. This is not in the article here. But uh, yeah, Bondi released the Super Battle Collection figures here. Yep, I do remember that. In North America. Uh, I was trying to figure, I was just having a discussion with someone on the forum the other day. who was asking questions about them. Uh, I bought them in 97. And the reason I remember exactly when I did that is because I bought a Japanese Cloud Strife figure. At the same time, I was visiting family in Virginia. I would not have purchased that cloud figure had I not already known what FF7 was, which means that would have been late 97 by that point. So I don't know how long the figures would have uh, been out for off the top of my head. But yeah, Bondi did release things. It was pre-Irwin. They were in conjunction with Funimation, but Bondi was doing it on their own here. The company will be introducing action figures, trading cards, and a Super Nintendo video game in their initial wave of products. Now, obviously... We never got any of the Super Famicom games uh, over here on the Super Nintendo. But that's the third reference I've seen to that. So unless they're all simply copying off of each other's reports, which is entirely possible. I mean, that to me says Bandai toss that out there as oh, we got lots of plans. We don't entirely know what we're going to do in 95. It was still relevant. You know, if you're going to put out a super Nintendo game, that was, that was still possible, but for it to not truly take off until 96. And then with final bout being in development at that point, I, I think that makes sense that they just kind of held tight for final bout. So we jumped from dragon power, to final bout, nothing for a few years. And then we jumped on, uh, I think, Legendary Super Warriors was actually first on the Game Boy Color. I want to say that was 2001. That came out before uh, Budokai 1. Just some cool history stuff, 1995. Uh, we have a couple more things I want to share. Mary, I'm going to toss this one over to you. Uh, okay, just want to make sure I are packing things in there. <laughs> back up as we go. The nice thing about ordering from, I was telling Mary this, from comic book retailers is that everything comes with a bag and a board and it's all perfectly mm-hmm. intact. And I've actually opened up Mint condition still in bag magazines, and I don't know if... Who wants this shit except you? I can't get this one out of the bag now. Oh, because there's tape. See, I don't like tape. I find that gets in the way. Then it's doing its job. Oh, I suppose. You have one job, tape. This one still has an e-coupon with your online order. Hurry, offer expires July 31st, 2000. So I think it's still
1: good if you go so, to Bed Bath & Beyond. Still using it, it'll still take it
0: by 20% off. Lots of cool stuff that's still inside because this was a new inbox. I don't know. Check that How are we doing in the chat? Everyone still enjoying that's these cool. articles, seeing what we have to share here? Wow, it's the rock. So this is going to e be Dwayne on page Johnson. 38-ish. This is the August 2000 issue of of Toy Fair. This is uh, brand new territory for me. Uh, you may notice if you go to the press archive right now, the American Shonen Jump magazine, which we talked about last time, started in uh, 2003. They talked a lot about Dragon Ball toys, the urban releases with Funimation. Uh, I didn't catalog a lot of that stuff. I've obviously scanned it and archived it, and I have all the magazines themselves, but the the figure talk, it just seemed not really worth Cataloging for right now, uh, but then I discovered Toy Fair magazine that had all these articles about Dragon Ball. Kind of like this, the external look at it because Shonen Jump. I mean, that's all paid propaganda. They're they're trying to get you to buy the things. And yet, sure, there's probably paid placement in Toy Fair magazine as well. But just having it separated um, a little bit, I thought was interesting. So I'm going to. Oh my share... god, I had so many of those. Figures. I know. <laughs> I just
1: caught the corner of that page. Right. Oh my god, I had almost every single yeah. one on that page. So
0: there's a few pages. Every
1: of... single one.
0: Stuff here and showing off the the Viz manga as well. Is that Tenchi? yeah. On the side there? Tenchi I had that on VHS. So I remember that cover. Toss this over to you. I don't know if there's anything you haven't seen this yet. So just anything you might wanna pick out and read or Oh I like this mm-hmm. Goku and Make Gohan No-no. one.
1: That's kinda cute. I had that trunks, I had uh I actually didn't have that Vegeta. That's on that page. Okay, those look like the Bondi ones. And then of the American-made ones, I definitely had the Piccolo. I had the Goku. I had the Frieza. I had the right. Ginyu. I had the Vegeta. Super Saiyan Goku. Now, some of these actually look a little weird. Yeah. Like this, the, uh, this um... The Frieza? No. The, uh... This Goten one, is making
0: a weird face. I wish uh, you could zoom in on it, well, but he's sh- like... Sure he's fall. like
1: making duck face.
0: Oh, yeah, he kind of is. Let's see how close I can get that. Again, just running off laptop here. This is not a real camera. But...
1: He's like puckering his lips, like mmm, I'm so Routine cute.
0: YouTube, kiss it. Always weird to me how yeah, He looks like he's checking his shit. <laughs> yeah, while he's... he's giving you a rim job or something. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell oh, he's doing there? Yeah, I, look, look, these are weird figures and I'm just saying what I see here. So, um, yeah, this again, this is just random coverage. Um, I thought it was it was really interesting to see some external you know, hobby related talk about Dragon Ball. It's not an anime magazine. It's not a video game magazine. They're talking about toys. And I thought that was neat. Let's talk about toys. So just talk about toys. Here. So that's gonna bring us to the last uh article that we're gonna be sharing this evening. We'll take some questions afterward. I do want to hear what people have to say uh about some of these other articles, uh what they've noticed, any recurring themes. It's buffy. Oh, it's buffy. Buffy was on the i X- I've never played the Buffy game on the Xbox. Always heard it was kinda okay. So this is Game Pro. This uh Look on the side, I already forgot. This is the March 2002 issue, issue number 162. So, this is the weird thing to me is that I still consider these like the new issues of the magazines. They still feel oh, that's like funny. the contemporary Dragon Ball coverage. 2002 was
1: back when you know the Budokai games were just coming were, out,
0: were new and they still feel new to me. I mean, remember playing those in college two generations later. But we were talking about the shift in video games. We went from 97 to 2001. We had a few years there with no new video games. Uh, and this is the point that the license branched out a little bit. We had infograms. Hold on to that. Okay. for a little bit later. A yeah, special treat for you sticking around. Easter eggs
1: for people who are not going to hop off and watch Super. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to want to stick around for this.
0: Super's not going anywhere. And it always takes extra time to go up on the device of your choice. I don't know if Dicey is a little better, but I know it's got the better bit right. Anyway, you're here with us, and that's what's really important. So 2002, early 2002 here, uh, Infogrames, who would later absorb the Atari name and just go under that name, they really had no idea what they were going to be doing. They were getting ready with the legacy of Goku and... And the collectible card game. And yeah, those are in development. Uh something I love here is uh the GamePro authors. They actually did a really great job cataloging all the previous games that had come out. It's a great list, and even at the bottom here we have Pladia plan to eliminate the science wow. part two. No part one. Well, I mean, it has a part one. just doesn't say part one. Um, Dragon Ball Z for arcade. VR VS for arcade. DBZ 2 for arcade. I mean, like, they, they did their research at the time. But what I really want to read here... As we were talking about earlier with the companies who were just like, we don't really know. We're just getting this license. We're just going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And we've run into this so many times. section here is titled Dragon Ball X. And it's not (laughs) the way you think it is. I mean, the rest of the article, it's all about legacy of Goku and collectible card game and like website stuff. Dragon Ball X PlayStation 2 owners will also get a taste of the Dragon Ball Z action in the fall of this year. This version, though, will be completely different from the Nintendo games. Reinde, Reend, Rind is one of the producers at Infogrames at the time, explains the level of complexity will be much bigger than in the GameCube game. The universe will be much bigger. It won't be part of a trilogy and it will have its own storyline. It will be an action-adventure game with a significant number of fighting elements. Like the GameCube version, the PS2 title will have over 30 playable characters, but it certainly won't just be a one-player game. Plans so far call for a multiplayer fight-fest, Arena-style, Rinde Rind hopes that once Sony Sony finalizes its online strategy, meaning a network that's up and running, the game will support between 6-8 to players who will be able to duke it out at the same time. The game will also support multiplayer Havoc offline as well. There were tentative plans for a Dragon Ball Z Xbox game, which Reinde Rind hopes will be released sometime in 2003. Person stresses, however, that the Xbox version is just an idea, since, quote, the demographic of the Xbox right now doesn't fit real well with Dragon Ball, end quote. That idea won't become a reality, quote, unless the hardware base is expanded and Xbox demographics broaden, end quote. Finally, The PC will have a Dragon Ball Z game, too. Rind isn't saying much about it except that the game will be a first-person action game and that it is scheduled for release in time for the holidays at the end of the year. Rind, though, hints that we, Infogrames, will be utilizing a proven 3D action engine, in quote, to run the game. Quake? Lithtech? It's all conjecture, but Infogrames does publish PC games based on the Unreal Engine. There was so much total BS just being thrown out there. They had nothing planned. They were just saying words to satiate an audience here. And even on the cover, it's got the icons for GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and PC. So we know how history went. Infogrames wasn't developing, or maybe they had pre-production stuff. We you know we don't really know. But what was actually in development and actually came out was budokai on ps2 developed in japan by bandai though by dimps over in japan Infocrames in terms of their original content was strictly on the Game Boy Advance. And then we got Sagas on the PS2. We didn't get an Xbox exclusive game. The only thing that came out on Xbox was Sagas. That was GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. No PC game came out. What I think they're doing there with the PC statement is I know at this point Bid for Power was probably a big thing. I mean I remember they Hmm. were just saying words to protect their intellectual property, say we have plans for this and get that stuff shut down. They're just what what can we do? You you you're this audience. And I also love at that point the Xbox. Yeah, you think of Xbox now is every eight year old wants an Xbox. At that point, the original Xbox was for the older audience. It was for the college audience who was you know doing halo land parties there there was no demographic to sell dragon ball is a children's series they weren't going to sell a dragon ball game on xbox back in 2002 i just think that's some pretty interesting stuff so you you got me with that bid for power reference
1: yeah and and you got a lot of people in the chat <laughs> i'd be like oh my god bid for power
0: yeah which i never actually played i want to say i installed it at some point um but I was never an FPS kind of guy. All right. We are jumping to. We're glad Josh made it just in time for, okay. uh, for our. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you want.
1: Yeah. For our first person shooter segment of the uh, show. <laughs> no. For what you're about to share. So with
0: this is something I learned about probably a decade ago. We're talking and I hope I have everything set up properly at this point for us to all. I got to plug my headphones into not the computer, but the mixer. Are you going to blow out our ears? Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to blow out our ears. I have too many things. Maybe I should have two pairs of headphones to do this, but that would be ridiculous. So hopefully I have this going. I I installed the soundboard so I can play certain things off of the phone. Through the mixer so you can hear it and so we can hear it. Very complicated here concept. Have you year. have you
1: pre-tested this? I did, actually. I'm breaking out in a cold sweat like I do before like starting a webinar. I know. Like, oh my god, it's webinar it, technology is it working? always fails.
0: <laughs> so hopefully we're gonna be able to hear this. Uh, and I'll try to I'll bring up my waveform and audacity so I can see if it blows us all out here. Infogrames. I learned about this in I think two thousand seven and I was able to track down the original MP3 of this. Uh, shall I just play it? Go for it. Some yeah. people
1: are already guessing right.
2: It's NASCAR heat, Tonka Town. man makes my hair spin round. Beachhead, Transworld, Freddy Five. Unreal Tournament, Test Drive. Survivor, Civilization. Superman saves the nation. Sync Hotline, Dragon Ball. Along in the dark And that's not all
1: worth it so good um yeah that's who I, so, I i there's the so story, many questions going through my head right the, now so many what ifs my scenarios. understanding
0: from 10 years ago was that it was developed for e3 that year i don't know in what context i don't know if you sat and watched a demo reel and the song played in the background something like that but um yeah that was the infograms theme song from uh Someone approved that. Someone thought this is going to be something people... Someone approved stepping to the Grand Tour, too. I mean, they there did. was a lot of bad marketing going on. I should 10, be doing everyone's marketing. Uh, so, at, at that point, we are done sharing magazine articles for the evening. Uh, if you want to go watch Dragon Ball Super, I don't blame you. That's totally fine. We'll probably go off and do the same thing afterward. But uh, I'm happy to take questions, whether they be I would love to talk more about the magazines and anything else. But if there are other random questions you know, we're happy to take them now, I don't want to go as long as we did last time because I feel like we started rambling. So people do like five to 10 minutes of some questions here and
1: you know, we'll call it a night. I have a question for you. OK,
0: shoot. What pocket of the magazine universe is still left for you to dig through that you haven't gone through yet. Well, I keep learning about new ones, but I feel like at this point, you know, I could have said this two weeks ago as well. I was like, oh no, I already know about all the magazines I want to get. There are still some particular issues of certain magazines that I want to pick up. Uh, What I'm working on right now is finishing the, I'm going to call it the contemporary game pro coverage when game pro is still a print magazine i have a couple more issues coming in uh covering that or the ps2 generation essentially uh there's a great issue i showed you earlier super dbz is both the cover and the back cover of the magazine i loved how that was it's going 2005 ish i think that was um so i'm kind of like filling in some holes wrapping up that kind of stuff but in terms of ancient coverage i've found everything there is a reference to on Ball on Toriyama.org, like all the places that I knew about at the time that I've gone back to to try and mine with some search terms, Um, referencing other magazines that point to other magazines, that kind of stuff. I feel like from the American perspective, I know everything there is to get. I have most of it now. Some of it's going to be coming in over the next week or so. Again, I was able to make some fantastic purchases, um, courtesy of some amazing donations that people tossed our way. and then after that, it's going to expand internationally. I will say that part of one of the batches was more 1995 coverage from Anime UK. Um, Helen McCarthy was in charge of the magazine. Jonathan Clements was mm-hmm. writing for it. like Names that I still know now, seeing some of the coverage they were doing you know, over 20 years ago is, is fascinating. And I, I can't wait to dive into that. So the next step for me is going to be... International, which is not Japan, not America. Um, one of the things that I already have over here is an issue of Banzai, which is the German equivalent of visited Shonen Jump magazine. I have the issue with the Toriyama interview in there that Andrew translated for me probably like fifteen years ago, and I lost that translation. So someone else is going to have to do a new translation oh no. of that because I don't think he remembers German that well anymore. So it, that's that's where I'm going next with the press archive. So. Uh, tangentially related question: Are we going to cover any Beckett magazines? Yeah, see, that is the pink elephant in the corner of the room blowing its horn constantly, isn't it? That's a tough one because that is entirely Dragon Ball, and that gets into crazy legal territories. Like, well, do you document the entire thing? You're you're not really documenting history. You're just straight up pirating the magazine at that point. Uh, I think some of it is very important to cover. Uh, I would refer you back to the interview I did with Greg Werner on episode 400. I actually think it was of the podcast here maybe or around there it was like the 10 year anniversary of, or 11 year anniversary of the podcast 400 something like that uh greg did articles for beckett and i think we talked in depth about how that came to be i was like it's totally unofficial but no it's absolutely totally official everyone's on board with it um that really is tough it's the do you just straight up pirate the magazine and that's not where i'm going to be heading i think the better way to cover that for now in this decade is probably to talk about it Mm. rather than, sharing the entirety of the magazine that is kind of my, my thought right now i'm open to suggestions and so we'll see that's what i'm thinking right now so
1: one of our listeners in norway and it's uh, 3 a.m there so oh, let's, geez, I'm so let's sorry. get them uh an go answer to bed to this question go to bed yes there and oh my god i just scrolled past it by accident okay do we still do convention stuff amvs panels if we don't why not age time or something else all the above. <laughs> I for know, me, it's t- less age and more to do with time and it money. Time. The money being like, I'd rather spend my money on real vacations, quite frankly, once I was old enough to yeah. afford vacations and have a job that gave me time off. It's yeah. like, well, if I had to pick a choose, I'm going on a real vacation, not, right. not a convention. Because I got my
0: jollies out throughout my 20s. Like, I mean, how many years do we go to conventions? I started in 99 and I went consistently for almost 10 years at that point, you know, doing panels, doing videos, that kind of stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last time uh, when we, we did a live stream. Uh, it is the time thing. It's just, I, I think we can put our effort into different places like this kind of thing. Uh, I get so much more out of working on the website than then kind of like a, a working weekend at a convention. I enjoy that every once in a while. It's yeah, going to have mean, to be something not really gonna rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to rule it out. It'd have to be spectacular. Like, Nozawa and Amazement, uh twenty thirteen. Yeah, that, that was, was that, that was, was the bomb. A... So thank you for the question. You can go to bed now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So as you're looking through your old magazines, what's the funniest one that still gives you a hard laugh? Anything?
0: That anime nominous one that we shared last time. That was great. Uh, I was looking at something. Just one of the magazines that came in this week. Uh, I always talk about how the EGM preview of Super Robot n Three talked about how. Could it in, in 18 had a son? Well, I just saw something about how Gohan and Videl had a son as well. Like people just messing up the genders of characters kind of always makes me smile.
1: Where do you see the Dragon Ball franchise five years from now?
0: The big question is five years. Is Super still going. Five years. That would is,
1: be is, badass.
0: Is Dragon Ball Heroes still going? Super will be over. I don't want to give it a you know, time frame before them in Five years, Super super will be long over at that point dragon ball heroes is the big question to me because we're in what year six at this point and it had technically been going before then too with the Cardos games um dragon battlers was going for i think two years before here it was essentially the exact same thing and just got a new name new branding took off with more transformations after that Uh, but they're still mining that thing they're still going and it doesn't feel to me like it's gonna end. They did the big Super Dragon Ball Heroes rebrand last year. Can that sustain itself another five years? I don't know. I' crazy. I, I hope we go into another lull in the next five mm-hmm. years. I, I want a chance to catch up on. You want
1: it? You want a break from this, don't you? Yeah,
0: I want to. I mean, so the press archive allows me to do on my own, independent of Jake and Julian, is do some history documentation. You uh, know
1: what? You found your niche. Yeah. You know, Jake's out there ruling Twitter. Julian's translating stuff. He's working behind the scenes, yeah, and, and you—you yeah, you got it. your press
0: thingy. I got <laughs> Mike. Oh, you have your press, Mike, thingy. You got that oh, press so cute. thingy. Oh, Oh, good you got for your you. Own little
1: thing that you found.
0: Excuse me. Who built all this shit? This yeah, guy.
1: This, this guy. guy. The house that Mike built. That's right. With his own two hands. <laughs> On the shoulders
0: of Curtis Hoffman and <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. and Steve. <laughs> oh, whatever. So are you done answering that question? Yeah, sure. What, what was the question? I, don't, I, I don't where do I see it. the series. Yeah, I, I, I want it to end for a while. Uh, I think the series is going to need a breather. I need the way that Toei talks about it. They're totally transparent about it. They want to indoctrinate children to sell nostalgia to in 10 years. You can't sell someone nostalgia if it never goes away. So I think you need to let it die for a while. Josh wants to know. I have to scroll up. I lost it a bit. All right, I'll
1: paraphrase. Okay, it was basically something to the effect of if, if you can spend a day in the room of spirit in time, what would you rather do? Work on your site or listen to music? Why not both? Oh, hmm. That's uh, cheating.
0: I would love I would love a year to catch up on the site. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you really would. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would say that because there's, there's so much stuff that I just need to not have the rest of life going on. We could get so much done, but... life pays the bills son it does life pays the bills so that i can work on content shoes so that i can can work
1: your night job to have more coffee (laughs) to pay for working at your night job wait
0: you sort of got that right Uh,
1: i know i forget this one's a good one Uh, all right who was your favorite podcast guest
0: oh man i recently re-listened to actually every interview we've ever done for a specific reason that'll come at some point something i wanted to do last year i just didn't get around to it hopefully i can do it in the next month or so uh i love the steve simmons interview i wish the audio quality was better back then uh i think we're due to have steve back on it's been 10 years we could probably do something like that whoa are you kidding me Uh, Uh. yeah time flies when you're doing a dragon ball podcast in terms of other guests you know who i actually had a, a really great time chatting with was joey weiser um, did the Daily Dragon Ball project. He's uh, an acclaimed author and illustrator. Check him out on Twitter. I know he works on the One Piece podcast uh, from time to time as well. I loved our conversation about Toriyama's art style, um, his his little quirks and what he was able to learn by analyzing Toriyama's artwork. I think that was one of my favorite. I didn't consider an interview. It was a, it was a great conversation. Absolutely. Go check that out.
1: Uh, Kind of a random housekeeping I'll question. I'll take up the episode
0: number while you're... Okay, Asking. just, um, is there a regular schedule for the live streams? Okay. No, no, this is totally random. Uh, We started it two weeks ago on a whim. Like, it was like
1: in lieu of a... No, it was because Dragon Ball Super wasn't on that day.
0: Right. Yeah, there's no episode of Super that day. We had gotten in a lot of new material. And um, so I'll go into my explanation here. The reason why we're doing this is it's a great chance to share some of this long ahead of when I can actually get it ready to be on the website proper. It takes so long to do the transcriptions. You can listen to the end of last time we did one of these live streams. Uh, I don't do the OCR. I do the actual transcription myself because I can remember it better and actually make less mistakes that way. Uh, And I like to group things in a related collection, uh, like the time I put up all the Dragon Ball GT coverage all at once. I think it's important to do that. Do it that way to get that historical context. So this is a great way to just share these one-off articles that Because people really dig in this. That, that's great. They want like, to be a regular thing. Awesome. Uh, I mean, I have so much shit that we can, share. We, can we can always think something. <laughs> like the Inside Kung Fu Magazine, that's not my rough, totally rough, completely arbitrary, not official, has no legal reasoning, is I want stuff to be at least 10 to 15 years old. That's not quite there yet, so I'm probably not going to put that up just because I kind of want to stick to that schedule. But this is a great place for us to kind of kick that out there and, uh, so, and share it. Another question? Uh, Hold on. So the uh Talk with Joey, that was episode 385 if you want to dig into the podcast. Okay. Check that out. I love that episode.
1: What's yeah. the uh, the best Dragon Ball album to buy and where's the best place to find it?
0: <sighs> oh man. Are you looking for... Vocal songs or background music? Uh, I think the recent 30th anniversary, two or three CD set. I actually can't remember how many CDs it was. Uh, I don't know if you can find it. You have to jump over chords, Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that was a great way to catch up on songs. <laughs> it's missing a couple of key things. Like it's missing one of the, or two of the GT endings and one of the Kai. I think it's missing pure heart on there. So you might have to like dig around in some other places and get kind of one-off songs. But if you're looking for opening and ending themes, that's a great place to check it out. Uh, in terms of, if you want a really nice, just succinct collection of songs, uh, Openings and endings. I love the Legend of Dragon World two disc set. It's got some image stuff. It's got some openings, some endings. It's got all the the really important stuff. I think that's a, a great sampler of things. I want to say that was like two thousand six, something like that. I got the poster out in the other room. I've mm-hmm. found so many posters that came with albums lately. It's kinda of frightening. In terms of background music, I mean your best there's no complete collection and background music, the best thing you're going to be able to pick up is the uh, background music collection. I want to say that was also from 2006. I think Legend of Dragon World and the background collection came out the same year. Um, So the 2006 releases are a great place to start. I don't know what the availability of them is like off the top of my head. So you might have to pull up the catalog numbers from our music database and kind of pop them into CD Japan, Amazon Japan, see what you can dig up. But uh, I think that's... I would suggest maybe start with that 30th anniversary that was more recent. There's a limited with a DVD. You don't really need that. Just get the regular edition. That's a great place to start for vocal songs. Favorite fan project other than uh, Abridged? That's assuming Abridged is my favorite. Maybe it's not. Ah, man, I don't know. The fan projects thing is something like I'm aware of all the stuff that's out there, but I just don't have the time to check it all out. I, I'm so busy with all the official stuff. I, I wish we had an intern to go through everything. and jump just me tell one.
1: us, like, vet which ones are awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: You know what I recently went through a really huge portion of tied into a rumor guide entry that... Hey Heath, Julie, and Jake, I I re emailed it to you guys to proofread. Maybe maybe you should do that. You're uh, assuming
1: any of them are listening right not, now. They're
0: totally not. Well, Not now, or maybe even you know later when I put this up because it'll have been a month soon since I sent that to them. Uh, was multiverse? <laughs> I reread uh, a good portion of that and. Um, We did a podcast episode about that. We rarely do podcast episodes about the fan works, but we did Multiverse a long time ago. There have been hundreds more pages since then, but uh, I had a fun time reading through the earlier portion of Multiverse (laughs) there. Um, But in terms of a favorite fan project, I mean, I am the bias Scott's a good friend, abridged the work that they put into that and the the little stuff that's sprinkled throughout there is I mean, like it's kind of tailor made for folks like us I, I I can't deny how good I it's think awesome. abridged is so lots of people um
1: expressing their interest in becoming your interns.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean... I
1: know, what are the requirements?
0: Where can I send my resume? Don't need food. Don't need a bathroom. I will just live in your basement, read all your... No,
1: that, that's just going to bring us one step closer to finally securing the official Kanzenchu
0: offices. But, Office park. Look, most of the stuff down here is in Japanese, so you probably can't read it anyway, but... There's some fun stuff down here. So, I mean, it's been 15 minutes since I said maybe we'll take 5 to 10 minutes. But, you know, we had some good questions there. I'm looking at the
1: thing that we can't talk about.
0: Absolute last call. Final questions. Uh, You have to actually pay attention. I am. I I am. No, you're good. You're totally good. My bad. What's
1: the best way to own the uh, series if one cannot afford the dragon boxes? I have an answer. It's a cop out. Why are you hiding? Because it's too hard
0: to answer. <laughs> I
1: have an easy answer,
0: dude. Just What's like
1: that? get on. A, what, what the hell is the one you were watching? Just Dragon Ball the other day. I on just this- Hulu.
0: Hulu, yeah. To stream it. Just
1: stream it on Hulu. Yeah.
0: There you go. I mean, streaming. Who knows when the licenses are going to expire, and you won't be able to watch it there anymore. If you. Oh, these are just details. Honestly, at this point, the the blue bricks and the green bricks for green bricks, ba- the, the green b- big bays for <laughs> Dragon Ball GT and blue bricks, the blue the. Blue, the the big blues for Dragon Ball they're totally fine you know whatever you're missing your Japanese title cards now and all that stuff there, there's no good answer like this is the shittiest thing is I can't just say go buy this John that's the right answer you know what yeah the answer yeah, is? yeah yeah read the manga of there course. you go there you I mean, go that honestly that is the best thing but then you're like well what if I want to watch GT what's the best answer for that and in general of stuff that's in print the latest release is the best version. Funimation has for you right now so and then what about uh, uh japanese broadcast quality audio it's the story we can't get into that i mean there's there's no answer for you there if if folks recorded it on hopefully beta and not vhs back in the day when it was broadcast over the signal in japan you know they have that that's up to them and they can work out their own shit with the licensors and if they want it they'll take it and if they don't want it you know Sucks for everyone else, but the people who have certain things can't just share stuff just because they want to, as much as we do the exact same thing with the Press Archive right now. That's not a replacement for those. That's how I always say it. I think it's okay to share things in moderation when they're not a complete replacement in the same medium for some other product. It doesn't really answer the broadcast audio question, but that's kind of where I'm coming from from a legal perspective on a lot of stuff.
1: Here's a good question from Albert, and it's something that I've uh, wondered about myself. Are we ever going to do a print version of the uh, 30th anniversary uh, magazine that we did? The
0: biggest hurdle for that is licensing the design that I used because, um, it was never intended to be sold. And there's a significant license fee to use that for a commercial product, which regardless of whether we sell it or not, uh, to print it, it would be considered that, uh, something I want to do. I would love to do an updated version of that. Uh, I am also not a print designer, so I did a decent job with it, but I would have to pull in some other, I have some people in mind that I would want to pull in to, uh, kind of fix it up and make it completely print ready. But in its current state, probably Probably not, but I have thoughts for um, an updated re-anniversary edition of that with uh, some extra content. Mm -hmm. So So, tangentially related,
1: as we were talking about costs and whatnot, people have been asking uh, throughout the hour whether it will be a a Patreon.
0: People keep asking us that. Um, KonZenshu is not the job career focus for any of the four folks that work on the site. We all have actual jobs that we do uh, to support ourselves and our families. Uh, We can't always dedicate the time we want to dedicate to KonZenshu. And we are significantly worried isn't the right word. Concerned? We would be concerned about making promises we can't keep for something that is not our career. The reason we're able to do as much as we are able to do with KonZenshu is because it is not our career, our actual jobs enable us to be comfortable uh, in the positions we are to work on the things that we do in the time that we have with the resources we have with the families that we have. I'm I'm not going to say we're going to rule it out. I don't think it's appropriate for a lot of the stuff we do. Uh, It very, very much warms my heart. And it's not just the whiskey speaking that so many people have asked about that that that's awesome that a lot of people find value in what we do i'm glad you do Uh, honestly the four of us do it because we have to like we have this burning desire in ourselves to document and share and have a good time with this franchise
1: well said does
0: that answer the question
1: yeah oh Um, here's a good one here's a good one that's not saying no timing perspective okay will april fool's uh sites or jokes ever return
0: What's up, your boy Vegito EX coming at you here? It's your boy. Just saying.
1: Your boy. Backtracking. If people did want to help, what's some ways that they can help?
0: Figure out what interests you the most about what we do. What is your passion in Dragon Ball? Is there something that you can do to help support that? So, like, my niche... Right now, you know this month, the flavor of the week is the press archive. If you live outside the country, we had a great submission uh from an Israeli magazine that was able to share as a news post on the website because someone happens to live there, speak the language, took an interest in it, and shared that with us. Um, we're all about sharing that's really important to me. I want to be able to share all this information so if if you live somewhere neat, special, that's not just. I live in America and I watch a show on tsunami. Like, you know, we've, we've covered that. And we, we know that world. If you live in a different world, we want to tell that story. There's always just a regular donation. If you think that's what you can do, it doesn't matter the amount. It's a a large number just to keep the lights on every month. uh, We run our own servers because everything's crazy you know every little bit makes a huge difference that just helps us keep going mm-hmm. that's awesome um if you want to write a little note and say i want this to go toward this to go toward that um uh, do not absolutely do not use my funds in any way toward this like you know we can make those distinctions if we absolutely need to you know that that's always totally fine and i i don't <laughs> want that to feel like Someone has a commitment on one side. It can be a one-time. It can be a monthly. It can be here's five bucks, Mike. to shut up for a, for a week. <laughs> I will pay you five dollars to never <laughs> to, open your mouth to not again. Not to a podcast episode for a week. You can pay me to not talk. Get That'd that. be okay. Hell away from the
1: live stream. You know, it
0: doesn't have to be money. It honestly, right now, I think the best thing you can do to support Konzenchu is get out there and tell people. You don't need to watch this, listen to this, do that, read that site. They're all just getting it from Consenshu anyway. Point them to Consenshu. Tell them, these are the folks... That have been doing this for 20 years. These are the folks that have the qualifications, they have the certifications. You know, like this is the point where I start getting egotistical about it. Like it's you know it's true. The folks that are still here with us, you know that's absolutely true. I know it's true. Let's not deny it's absolutely true. So that's the best thing you can do. Is like, look, you have an answer or a question. Here's the answer to it. Here's a citation for it. These are the folks that are gonna get your back
1: last call third last call oh oh i'm sorry i've been missing this one a lot um several several questions throughout the night what happened to vg convos
0: everyone moved further away and made families and it just wasn't <laughs> easy anymore jeff
1: did not make families he made he made a wife I mean, that, that implies that he built her no
0: that's, <laughs> <laughs> this is a doctor making a family you know when jeff literally we could stumble onto each other's doorsteps that's true and Andrew didn't have kids and lived closer as well. I mean, that that was easy. Also, also no one plays video games anymore. No, I mean, you're playing some stuff. We right all kind of do, just differently. Also, who the fuck wants to listen to four white dudes talk about video games anymore on the internet? You could say the same thing for who the <laughs> fuck wants to watch four white dudes run a Dragon Ball website. But
1: how do you watch four white dudes like this? like this. Yes. You're not working on the site right now.
0: Technically I am. Honestly, I don't have anything new to say about video games and I kind of wanted to try it for a little bit and did we have a niche I, I like topics and I could probably do it. I'm I'm who cares what I have to say about video games. That's fine. Who cares what I have to say about Dragon Ball? But
1: eh. well, I I can I can comment on that. Okay. You don't have a unique perspective on video no, games. No, I don't. You have a unique perspective on Dragon Ball and you've got the knowledge
0: and the resources up in this here basement. Up to see house. What's up? All right. So that'll bring it to a close. This was our second live stream story time magazine adventures.
1: Next time thing. we'll do it. Next. Uh, next. Next time we'll do it. Not so close to uh, Dragon Ball Super. Both streaming it up on Crunchyroll because I think. Uh, sure. You know, it's hard to it's hard to pick.
0: It is. But I'm also going to do the audio archive of this again. Yeah, I'll toss that up. This, I think this will need significantly less editing than the last one we did. I think this is pretty decent. Uh, I'm going to be getting more stuff in. I also don't want to run this shtick into the ground like we've done two two weeks apart and I, how long... talk about magazines. Yeah, how long can we do that for? If there's something else we can do, you know, that'd be fine too. And every once in a while, Heath and I do a live podcast uh, recording as well, so you know, maybe we'll try doing one of those again in the near future as well. It's usually the easiest for Heath and I to do that. If you've joined us and you we have no idea what Shu is. I have no idea how you ended up here. I'm so sorry. www.kanzenshuu.com anzenshu dot com. That is Kanzenshuu. We are really come on. The only place to drag Ball you gotta go. What else you need? You no need anything else. Got you covered. I've been Mike. Sometimes I go by Vegeto Ex. Just call me Mike. That's my name. And I'm that Mary. Over there? Just that Mary. Mary. It's like Mary.
1: Like Merry Christmas.
0: Except not, like, not not like two that.
1: R's and not the Y.
0: Like that, but totally different.
1: You could say mayor I'm getting used to it. Don't don't what's up mayor
0: weird all right weird when you say it so this is our second live stream magazine storytime adventures that's apparently what the youtube thing says had a wonderful time uh we'll see you again next time subscribe to the podcast that is an audio feed of us coming into your ears generally more structured uh in-depth topics news uh i enjoy that a lot uh, we haven't done a real episode in a while, so we're kind of supplementing it this way. But Dragon Ball Condit, you don't need an iPod; you can listen right on the website. You can download an MP3. There's
1: a website too.
0: There is a website. Please go. I know. Quaint 2017. A website. You mean I have to go somewhere? I can't Dude, just. Dude,
1: 2018. consent yeah. you the app.
0: Who's gonna write it? I
1: don't know. Good night, everyone. Bye.